I'm John Paul Murphy. I'm Christian Humes. And you're listening to Watch World. On this episode, we'll be discussing Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 4. Um, I believe it's titled The Last of the Starks, as of, uh, I think, the title was revealed. Okay, great. Yeah, it is. Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to quickly jump back to our last episode a little bit. Okay. Um, and it seemed like there was a big, a lot of talk about, a lot of criticism and a lot of just, a lot of backlash to last week's episode for mm-hmm. a bunch of things. Yeah. And yep. I think there was definitely some, like, not great backlash in terms of regard and some like misogynistic sexist type of things right and so then thus there was backlash to the backlash which i think then is unfair to the people that had legit criticisms of let's say battle strategy (laughs) sure but i also think your battle strategy thing is not a legit criticism because it's a fantasy show Mm. so it's like people aren't watching this for that and then i i think your battle strategy criticism isn't as far as you think it can be thrown because they scrambled to put this thing together with people that have never fought in snow Dothraki riders who know how to fight only in open feet. Like there's a lot of criticisms about the battle. I think you're, that. you're too willing to give. Well, no, cause you're basing it on our world and I'm basing it on theirs. No, I'm basing it on existing episodes of battle. Yeah. So where they had a lot more time to prepare. They had like days. I don't know. I believe I felt remember when Stannis Baratheon led a charge of horse cavalry against Mance Radar's uh, wild, you know, army, wildling army, defeated them through uh-huh. a flanking technique. It's like the problem is, is like we have a, we've had a consistent character throughout all these battles, which is Jon Snow. Yeah. And he's consistently forgotten everything that has led up to these moments. Yeah, he's never good been a good leader of like battles. Like everything Jon Snow does, it's always like, why is he alive? That's his whole thing. Yeah. It's like from the beginning, it's why is Jon Snow still alive? Everything he does should cost him his life. He never should have survived so many of his battles, but he does yeah. inexplicably. And now he's in a post Night King world in which he doesn't really have a purpose anymore. Or who I don't know, who knows? Oh, he definitely has a purpose. Which is what? To rule that he doesn't He's want gonna to rule? He's going to kill Danny. Uh, I don't know. When she becomes the Mad Queen. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Not to derail us right away. But anyways, back to... Let's just talk about this episode. Um, so we basically open with a funeral pile of burning off the main... The, all the characters who died in the last episode. Right. Um, that was a pretty good scene. I like it was that. good. It was good. Um, nice little visual goodbyes to Jora, to Liana Mormont, to Theon, to Beric. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, a lot of Unsullied are still alive, and some Dothraki are still alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that makes sense though, because a lot of the Dothraki fucking just came charging back. Uh, yeah, and I, I get there were some retreaters, you know, basically that. I think there was a lot of retreaters. I mean, I mean, there clearly were. Yeah, again, it's just right. like they, according to the show, yes, like clearly there was a lot of retreat Dothraki, yeah. and also apparently a lot of Unsullied survived that sort of last stand to get everyone in the castle. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, uh, 
Jon Snow this is about the only this is a good Jon Snow moment when he gives a speech, you know, about those who died and you know, we can't really ever, you know, pay them back for what their sacrifice. Right. And stuff. Um and then we get to the wildest party ever in Winterfell. Well, also we got to see Ghost. He's alive and he got really fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is why we don't see him in the rest of the episode. He probably got into that battle, was like, fuck, and then just left. Yeah, he was he ran off probably where the rest of that Dothraki went to. Yeah. And <laughs> uh but yeah, you're yeah, I know in your household, seeing Ghost alive was very important. Yes. Um unfortunately and for, for much of the internet. Much of the internet is very upset about Ghost. Uh yes, much of the episode is very upset with this episode yeah, regarding that's Ghost. True. Um because we'll talk about him later um, when we get to his scene or lack of scene with John. <laughs> so far, I'd say everything that's happened in this episode is good at this point. Even I like this whole next celebration scene. I like all of this. Yeah, I mean, the, the next scene basically is kind of a uh, reprise of in episode two where everyone's kind of drinking and having fun. Um, but they all survived what they thought was going to be their you know, the last battle where they're all going to die. So everyone's just like, let's just get extremely crazy drunk and let's all right. like go off and neck in different parts of the castle together. Yeah. Like if people thought that people were going to fucking get it on the day before your your last day, imagine what people are going to do when they find they get to continue to live. Which makes sense. You know, you think post-World War II, the reason why there was a baby boom was all the GIs came home and just started fucking. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so... Basically, what's after what happens after this is the baby boom of the North, yeah. right? Um, I liked all of this. I loved how it starts with Gendry getting uh, his birthright name of Baratheon and being given yeah uh, Storm's I, at first, like Dragonstone. I when, that was amazing. when they first started this, when she's like, "You're Gendry, your father killed my father," I'm like, "Oh God, not a fucking again!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> are we really repeating this like character beat with Danny? And luckily, they kind of. They don't do that, and they, you know, sort of twist it a little bit, which is fun. But at first, right. I rolled my eyes so hard. Then at that moment, I was just like, "No, why are we making her do this?" <laughs> I want to know how she found out. Uh, probably Varys told her. Oh, yeah, he's got to be the only one that could possibly even know that, right? Yeah, yeah, and he seems to be the last kind of one that's like truly whispering in her ear about yeah. things. Uh, but he's also whispering into other people's ears. So in this episode. Um, everyone's pointed this out, but I feel like we should talk about it. The, um, in the moment where Tormund is basically promoting John, you know, everyone's like, he's like, ah, you're so great. And you ride a dragon. You could be king. And then like you cut to Danny and she's all looking insecure and worried about this. Um, everyone's pointed this out, but there is a coffee cup on the table in front of Danny from Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice during the episode. I did not notice either, but it's yeah. now thing, which it's <sighs> it's fine. I don't care. Like whatever, it happens. It's one of those things where like it shouldn't happen, and also does. in the editing room, you should be like, do we just have another shot of like? Uh, they could have just covered it up with CG too. Yeah, I mean, there's it's. It's weird. It's a weird thing, considering, like, the... It's probably just because it's fucking freezing where they're filming, and so they, like, are like, here's a hot coffee. I No, I, I get that. Like, I, uh, yes, there's lots of reasons why things are the way they are in production, but it's sort of, like, 
once you and it's okay to find like okay we accidentally left it in the shot but then in post whether it's editing or through special effects not being like huh maybe we should address this and they're just like yeah and because now you only have six episodes so there's more focus on each episode and it's the most probably watched television show in the last at least few years um everybody's watching it it's like why wasn't this a com- like a point of conversation? Did they just not care? <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Um, anyways. Um, what else happens in the scene? Uh, Gendry takes his newfound lordship and immediately runs to Arya and is like, I love you for that one night stand we had and come back and be with me. Um, yeah, this was wild. <laughs> I mean, it, like father, like son. Yeah. You know? Right. I, th- I think dad was obsessed with a stark woman who didn't want him that is true and 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 you know genry shoots his shot and Arya's is like nah man it's like i'm not really a lady i'm kind of a badass assassin now yeah i appreciated that i i am like 100 percent certain now Arya is gonna leave westeros lead or leave leave oh leave okay she's gonna go to a shy which is the place west of westeros uh the undying land yeah, where she was like, oh, what's west of her? Like, she just doesn't want to be here anymore. Yeah, I could see her doing, like, kind of an Indiana Jones adventure. Hell yeah. Okay. Give me that spinoff. I'll watch that. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Um, that was great. Um, other moments in the in the party, um, Podrick goes and is about to go have a three-way with two ladies from... Yeah, I saw that later online. I didn't notice that. That was with the hound. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in so the background. Were, like, so the biggest moments of this party were obviously, you know, Danny is, is is seeing the hard truth of everything she was told would happen to her when she arrived, which is that she needs to win the will of the people, and she just believed so much in her birthright that she thought the people would flock to her because that's everything that's happened to her. But the difference is she doesn't understand, like, these aren't people that were really being oppressed. Like, these were free people. Like, she didn't save them from anything. So, like, they don't really give a shit about her. Um, And so she just felt, like, so alone, especially without Jorah there to be like, oh, you're the most amazing. Yeah. And there was a moment, though, when they do, like, a cheers for her, for the queen. Yeah. Um. Which I felt like was different in the tone of the uh, some of the free, the northern folk. Yeah, um, but she doesn't have her personal relationships that she had. I thought it was weird that Grey Worm and Masande weren't at the table there with her. It was like they purposely <sighs> left her out of the scene so that she would feel alone. Yeah, and like her only person that's there is Varys, which is not a great person to hang out and with. And Tyrion, who's just watching her <laughs> look like miserable and not saying anything. Yeah. Like, since when is Tyrion not going to celebrate? I mean, he doesn't really drink anymore. Yeah. Except well, he did drink in episode two a lot, so I don't know yeah, what the, I don't know what episode, they're talking about. And episode three. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't understand why he wasn't drinking with her. Because all she wanted was someone to come over and start talking to her. Like she basically was being ignored by everyone. Yeah, it's like it's her quinceanera, but like no one everyone's focused on everyone else but yeah. her. You know? Yeah. So it's and she's just kind of, or like, you know, it's like the bride and groom, like everyone's kind of having fun on the dance floor and no one's actually like going to go talk to them. <laughs> up at their table yeah and so that was that was weird but then Tyrion going over with Brienne and Jamie, that was amazing I loved that whole sequence but the best part of it was Tormund I love Tormund at this party being the super drunk guy just walking around to every table talking to everyone yeah and just being just life of the party basically yeah 
He was like, I saw you ride that fucking beast. <laughs> you you rode that dragon. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's yeah, it, it's it's great. I think it's funny because it's also because it's John and it, you know, it's like, okay, great, you rode that beast, but so did Danny. Danny brought the beast, and yeah. it's they're you know setting up this really you know this conflict between him and his aunt about. <laughs> you know uh you know this eventual thing they're going to lead to so having it be amped up as much as they can i think is really cool um and then also also being moody even more moody than danny is the hound um he's just just a moody man (laughs) yeah he was being kind of lame there i like when Tormund came over to him when Tormund gets his heart broken by brianne after Tyrion, of course takes the game too far as he will yeah um I felt so bad for her. I was like, come on, Tyrion, you're such a jackass. And then, of course, you know, Jamie White knights it after her. Um, yeah. But I, when Tormund broke his heart there, that, to me, was actually the saddest thing of the whole episode. Yeah. He took I really... it like a champ, though. Took it like a champ. He was like... I mean, he's got it, it, man. He's... he's yeah. He's Tormund, so... Um, yeah, I think there was definitely a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Um, I I did enjoy the game. I did, between all of them doing, like, the... Basically, it's like truth and da- truth and a lie or something, right? Um, um sh- well, before we get into the Jamie Brienne stuff, um, the to- uh, the Hound and um, Sansa stuff, I thought was actually pretty interesting. Yes, um, minus like the whole rape made me stronger thing. Yeah, that's kind of I've s- seen a lot of people talk about that as <laughs> <laughs> as not great, as a not great thing. Yeah, it's not. Like, in the moment, I remember being like, oh, I get what she's saying here. But then once you think about it for a second, you're like, oh, but also, what is she saying here? Yeah, I think it's it's our right to be like, things have had bad. I've had bad experiences, but because I don't shy, I'm not shying away from what happened in terms like, I'm going to co-opt that into something else. As opposed to, you can also, the way it was interpreted by many was, well, good thing these things happened because I wouldn't be where I I mean, am. that is the way she said it, though. Yeah. Like, I think I know what they're going for, but also I think it's just like, that is, this is a thing where I think if there were more women writers, it would not have gone down, at least in that way. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because um, it is, it's, I think it's meant to be more like the moment that Theon has with Bran, where Theon's like, I'm so sorry with everything that happened. And Brand's like, no, like everything you did brought you here. Like this is where you're supposed to be, even though it's like awful. Um, it's it's sort of like that, just from the other side of the perspective. Because like at the same time, Theon's the reason fucking Rickon is dead. Because Rickon had to go into hiding. And like, like Theon is the reason a lot of people are dead. So yeah. obviously Brand's not like, oh, I'm glad you killed those people so that you could be here to charge and die and do nothing. But he's like, well, those things happen, but at least you're back where you're supposed to be yeah <laughs> and she's like well those awful things happened to me and i'm not happy they did but like i am a stronger person than i was then not because of them but like i lived through it like i'm not a little bird anymore is what she's saying yeah yeah so i think there there could have been and, the, and between there should the, have been and the dynamic There's... between her and the hound where it's like when they were last together in king's landing it was like she was very much afraid of him and the whole point of the scene was yeah. to be like I'm no longer afraid of you or of these situations. And yeah, her, the, their handling of rape stuff in the show has always been poor. 
I mean, like in the like literally in the books, none of that happens. Yeah. So like they just add it into the show to make the bad guy worse. Um. So it's sort of sort of shitty thing for them to do. This is actually that's actually I didn't catch how bad it was at the time. Um. But even then, I was like, this is sort of a weird. I didn't like that scene. Like I liked everything up until the way she closes the scene. I'm like, oh, that was handled poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is a shame because I love the hound. I think the hound is such a good character. Yeah, no, I think he is he is a good character. He I feel like he's had a little bit of a roller coaster last two seasons though of is he gotten over things or not? He kinda like Oh seems no way, like, he's going to kill his bro. I know, but it's like it seems like, oh, he's he got over his fear of fire or like he shed his character moments but then he didn't and yeah. he kinda keeps like going back in circles a little bit. So um maybe having to face off against his brother is the sort of ultimate thing to end his character on yes it definitely is so um all right so brianne and jamie (laughs) they Mm -hmm. get they get drunk and jamie goes to her room and they sleep together yeah they bang man it was fucking hot in that room so he had to take he's like boy it's hot in here better take my clothes off (laughs) <laughs> gosh how do you keep it so warm in here she's like what are you doing yeah yeah we both lost points on this on our fantasy league neither of us guessed they would kiss let alone have sex yeah i just thought one of them was gonna die before it'd be able to happen i do and not then, like where this yeah. is going with brianne's character what do you mean like so we, we talked about how awesome it was that her arc led to her being knighted before yeah. going into battle and it's like it would be logical for her to die in battle after being knighted and okay. now it's like the battle's over and she's kind of getting stripped away of what made her character kind of so interesting. And then by the end of this episode, she's literally like a woman in a in a coat, like begging her man not to leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one way to look at it. I think it's a lot more complicated than that. Her relationship with Jamie has been slowly built over seven seasons. They have like the most realistic relationship on the show. So the fulfillment of them being together and her finally allowing herself to be vulnerable with this guy that like she basically detested when they met and stands against everything she wants. It's like very much like the fulfillment of the way Jamie feels about Cersei and he hates himself for it. It's like so it was so hard for her to let herself feel this way with Jamie that like once she gave into that when he crushes her in the way that she like probably was always worried might happen like that's got to be a brutal event for her. Yeah, again, it's just like the context of it and just the overall thing of sure. where we're left off in this episode didn't leave me in a place where I was like, I like this. I mean, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like, this is great writing. I was just like, fuck, man, that sucks for her. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I I, I, I could... I'm hearing I don't think I don't think she's going to be like really around anymore until the finale. I don't think she's going to be a part of the big fight. I know I I see that and I understand that and it's yeah, it's but then it's like kind of maybe that's just the way the show wants to do it. It's just like sometimes you don't have that kind of heroic ending. You just kind of like you have an ending and then <laughs> yeah. 
But that's the point, right? Like, this is the thing that I tweeted about George R. R. Martin. He said he wants to crush all the books like hopes. And from the beginning, he always said, like, that he doesn't like X, Y, and Z and how things are always predictable. And, like, sure, there are a lot of predictable things in this that also follow fantasy tropes. But I think if a lot of people ended up guessing correctly what was going to happen with these characters, then it wouldn't have been true to Game of Thrones. So I think that's part of why he said the end is going to be bittersweet. So I think it's still going to be, like, interesting because it's going to be unexpected but I think his whole thing with these stories is like, most people suck. It's like, most people suck. Most of this stuff is bullshit. Lordships are like, so there's the really lame, shitty bronze scene, which is awful. Oh, like, he just like yeah. sneaks into Winterfell. Like, that whole scene should have been much better and should have gone down differently. And he should have, like, it should have been a veiled threat. Like, hey, she sent me here to kill you guys. Of course, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I guess we, that's what happens after this moment. Yeah. Where and, and that's not how that went. That's actually I have a much bigger problem with that whole scene because I yeah. understand why he's annoyed with them, and I even think him like fe- like foe threatening them to get like High Garden or something actually makes sense. But like the actual no, I will kill you, and like I'll come back for you, and I'm gonna stay in hiding is like a bullshit thing. But I do think him just becoming a fucking lord, this like complete asshole sellsword guy that stands for nothing, is actually very true to Game of Thrones being like, none of this shit matters. Like, power is power. Like, that's the whole thing, right? And if you get power, people just assume that you've always had it or you earned it or you're worth it. But, like, most of these people, like, lied, cheated, and, like, stole to get where they were. And then everyone does that to just retain their power. Yep. No, I get that. Yeah, that that whole scene was a little strange because, one, I the whole Bronn coming in and then threatening them the scene doesn't work because i know he's not going to kill them so then it's like all tension is kind of taken out of the scene and then which then makes everything that they're talking about not as doesn't hit land as like the way i want it to not at all nope so um but it'll be interesting to see what happens with him Um, the next thing that we need to talk about is the war room scene and i mean oh well actually no it's the it's the danny and john scene yeah um where she goes to see john he's drunk uh she wants to get her freak on he's like i can't he like kind of still did want to but he he can't he just can't get over the fact that they're related yeah um she even says like i want this to go back to before we knew yeah uh which is like continuing to tell me like why the fuck did bran and sam tell him at this point Everything and everyone would be so much better off. They would be getting along. They'd be making a baby. They'd be aligned. He would be king. People would be happy with him being her king, if she, even though she'd really be... Like, people would be happier with that, I think. Yeah, but sometimes the truth is destructive and, you know, and... and... This is very, like, Ned Stark in the first season. Yeah. Right? It's, it's... it's very, like, Jon Snow being like, oh, I have to do the right thing even though it's going to get me killed. Ugh, yeah, it's yeah. He he's he's turning out like his dad, not dad. Yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> but um, I thought I thought that scene though was actually a really good. Um, Amelia Clark scene with, with Danny. Yeah, I thought she did a great job acting. Yeah, no, um, I, I, thought, I thought she did great this episode. Yeah, I thought I think overall she did a good job with everything. I don't really think any of the actors did a poor job. I think they were just given bad material and a lot of... I think think maybe that's the problem with this episode. And that's why, like, I still enjoy it. So, like, I enjoy this episode because of the events that take place. But I think most of the events that took place were handled poorly. So, it's, like, weird because I'm like, oh, shit. All that crazy stuff just happened. And it's actually, like, a lot of interesting things that happen. But 
all of the execution around them was bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like you liked the outline, but not the script. Yes. That's, that's actually how I feel about it, <laughs> which I think because, um, and I think this is, just, I just personally, this is how I feel about most things when it comes to endings. I think when it comes to the end of things, uh, especially anything that runs for a while, you're never going to be able to really dedicate enough time to anything. It's like every ending is always going to feel rushed in some ways. Um, at least when you have large ensemble casts and tons of hanging storylines and stuff, and the other, you know? Uh, yeah. And for that reason, it's like at this point, like especially after the Battle of Winterfell, I just decided all I care about is like what happens now. And I'm just watching it for what happens. And I think I'm going to get more enjoyment out of it to see what happens as opposed to like watching for great character drama and dialogue anymore because I don't think that should be... Of course we should want that. But like at the end of the day, we're at we're at the part of the story where it's like, well, how does the story end? We're not at the journey. We're yeah. at the end of the journey. And I think also it's about... I'm I'm kind of on the same page as you, but I'm also... I'll take it one step further. And I'm also at this point now after the events of the Battle of Winterfell, like... I want to see what happens, but I don't even I don't even care necessarily about the logistics of things happening in terms of when I guess when we get to it, like people complained about how Euron was able to just shoot down a dragon. Oh, like, I mean, I have a problem with it, but it's sort of like at this point now, if you've seen that, like, again, it's like if you have I have criti like I had criticisms of the battle. I can't really anymore because it's like at this point, the show right. isn't about battle logistics anymore correct it's just about correct. things are happening to characters and now it's just about what's right. going to happen <laughs> i think it, i think the whole thing is stupid like the way they don't see them coming and stuff but that's not even what i'm annoyed about i'm just annoyed about his character in general yeah. in the books he's a really scary threat and yeah. he feels very menacing and on the show he's just been this kind of douche He's just he just feels like someone that's from like Boston. He feels like a like a Boston meathead. Like Marky Mark could have played this character, I feel like, and it would have been no different than this actor. Hey, Dragon. Um I just wanna I just wanna shoot you, okay? I mean that's just what his character feels like on the show. <laughs> yeah. And because of that, I just I'm like I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. Like they one shot the first dragon, then they missed the other one with like fifty volleys. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's there was no reason they couldn't have made that even like a 10 minute long battle and during it the dragon got shot and it would have been fine but to have such a disparity between the way the two dragons are taken out is so crazy not it's not even a battle tactics thing it's uh who thought this visually looked good uh, uh, yeah. it's like at least the dothraki thing was like I mean, for me, and I think this is what they were going for. The whole thing with the track thing is everyone assuming they're fucked, right? You're like, they're all fucked. They're all going to die. And then Melisandre comes in, sets everyone on fire. Everyone's fucking amped for a second. For a split second, you think like, yeah. oh, maybe they're going to fucking do this. And then they charge and you're like, oh, no, no, actually, no, they're still all going to die. So yeah. it like lifts your spirits up one last time. Not, not to go back into crushed. that episode. But was that their strategy was to charge him without flaming swords? <laughs> Well, they they were dragon stuff. Uh, no, they were like what? their their regular kind of like no, sight swords. No, they looked pretty black. And that was more of just I the think color they were of dragon stone sickles. <laughs> I think they're dragon stone sickles. Well, or okay. Dragon, I mean, dragon glass it sickles. looked like their regular so. weapons that they were going to go in. Well, they were their regular weapons, but I think they had dragon glass on them. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, fucking nuts if they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Which it seemed that way. It seemed like, oh wait, we got this red woman now to help us. Thank God. <laughs> we got one last mushroom before charging into battle, you know, to power up. Um, okay. Um, 
after that scene okay so then basically you get the war room scene yeah so the war room scene was the big one because after john was like no no i'll make it work i won't tell anyone she and she was fucking right she was like if you tell anyone that's it this all falls apart yeah like of all the times danny has been wrong she was right i mean she's actually been right since she got to westeros had she just went to fucking king's landing and just torched the red keep everyone would have been in a much better position this whole time yeah um yeah it's yeah okay yeah there's been a lot of that thing um yeah so now they basically the whole thing within this in this scene the war room is you know sansa sort of being right this entire season so far about stuff is just basically saying hey we all just survived this huge battle and we're all tired as fuck like yeah we can't really enable this a big assault um king's Landing right now um you know, so let's just hold up but then danny's like we're doing this so um and john was like yes we're doing it and i'm like <laughs> what so then sansa and Arya are like a word please can we have an aside at the godswood like our usual meeting spot <laughs> so um then they have a godswood with brands there too um and this is where I, I thought it was funny that I was like, oh, are we going to have another scene where he tells her? And we, they do, but they cut it off right before. <laughs> I, this Okay, so this was one of the other things that made me upset. Yeah. When he goes to tell them and they just cut, I literally out loud went, what the fuck? <laughs> and I understand that people have found out before in the show and like you don't reveal these things multiple. But like, come on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like you say, well, because they do it several times in this episode now because like, then when Sansa tells Tyrion, it's cut off before she does, and then... Um, and he's such an idiot. He never should have told Tyr- uh, Sansa. Yes. Well, it's John. Being an idiot yeah. never stopped him from doing stupid things. It's true. And which is why I'm really... I really believe he's going to survive this whole thing, because it, despite nothing, John's stupidity somehow keeps him alive. Sometimes idiots survive. Yeah. You know, we like to think that, like, oh, the dumbasses in this world aren't going to survive you know things but they often do so um because sometimes they just luck works in their favor so um <laughs> then we get after this a goodbye scene between John and some remaining characters um so in this entire scene ghost is here and i feel like they've never really figured out how to use how to shoot direwolves in this show unless it's like the 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 central point of the scene you know it's like so in certain battle moments like castle black or in or when rob has gray wind in the cage or when um aria and nymeria kind of reunion that stuff it works because it's like the wolf is like the central like focus of the scene but Mm -hmm. so far in this entire season with ghosts it's like they don't really know how to shoot him in the background of things so yeah. he's just kind of there. He's just composited in. It feels like the Star Wars special editions, you know, yeah. when they went back through and like put in like a, a Bantha in the background of a shot or <laughs> some just some CG. And you're just like, well, clearly he was, you know, nothing was there. Tried. They're just just composited in. So it's very it's a shame because Ghost has been there since the beginning and he doesn't even get a nice goodbye pet from John and yeah this is so i i actually think and again this is another scene that i think the idea the plot around this scene makes sense 
the execution was bad. Um, he's not really being abandoned. Like, he didn't say goodbye, which is fucking stupid. Like, there should have been a good boy, some pats. Yeah. Like, a goodbye, a, a hug. Give him a nummy. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> the dog... He shouldn't be going to the battle. He'll die. Yeah. The dog has seen enough battle. Yep. And at this point, like, it's all about Jon Snow, like, rejecting his Stark lineage. Like, he's, like, pushing him all, it, all of it away to do his duty. Like, he's like, no, my duty comes first. So my duty is to be right now. And it's like... Also, again... We even heard in the first season, Ned Stark, who is like Mr. Stark, was all like, oh, they're beasts that don't belong down here. Kill them. Right? Yeah. Like, they literally, dire wolves live north of the wall. They live in the far north. They don't live this far south. Yeah. The only reason they came south was because of the White was, Walkers. Right. <laughs> um, so, it's like, he, he belongs... You know where they thrive. Yeah, and yeah, being that, with Tormund is perfect. Yeah, that all like makes, all of that makes sense. Yeah, and I would love to see a great show between Tormund and Ghosts on adventures together. Yeah, if there's like an epilogue part to the finale, I do want to see them just like in a little cabin. Just want to see Ghosts like you know curled up by fireplace. Tormund has like a nice cup of ale. Yeah, maybe a big woman. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, <laughs> he finds like the last like living giant woman, or he finds like the remaining surviving wives of craster and he like just becomes oh, the next craster oh god <laughs> that's the warped version that's the david lynch version of the story um yeah and then so we get like the torment goodbye we get a sam and gilly goodbye which it's revealed that gilly's yeah. pregnant yep because they said well what else would you know we had all this time down at the old town <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like we never saw any of that he kept like pushing her away <laughs> down there yeah, people, I think people forget all the time that Gilly was raped by her father. Yes. Not a good scene. She was a slave. Yeah. She, um, yeah. I don't, I don't think we'll see Bran again to the, at least the finale. I mean, uh, Sam, I don't think he's going to really do anything important. No, I think there's a reason why you had that of shot fire. between of those, what, four, including ghost yeah. characters. That was, was like, their goodbye. Yeah, that was their goodbye shot. Yeah. Um. Uh, because there isn't actually a goodbye between John, Arya, and Sansa, they, I think, will all meet again in King's Landing. Yep. Or in the North. But no, in King's Landing, because Arya says she's not going to come back to Winterfell. She's done. Yep. We get that scene right after this where Arya uh, teams up with the Hound and they're riding south with the... Yes. I guess they're not riding with the rest of the army that's riding south. They're just they're going kind of separately, but in the same direction. <laughs> right. Um. Because yeah, the 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 thing is, is that they'll they'll ride the main, I guess, chunk of what's remaining will ride south, and then what's remaining of the Unsullied and the dragons will use ships to go to Dragonstone. Um, and I guess the the point of the their strategy is going to be they're going to cut off from the land and cut off from the sea and try to basically, you know, force Cersei to come to terms with that. Uh, but like we've mentioned, this is where Euron. Once again, uses his great Klingon cloaking device to <laughs> sneak his ships, you know, uh, yeah. in a position. They kill Rhaegal in an ambush. Which was sho a shocking event, honestly. It was shocking, but it was so, like, maybe because with the dragons, they're, I just haven't really connected with them in a way. It's like, a lot of people point this out, it's like, it was sadder to see ghosts go than it was to see Rhaegal go. Then Rhaegal die, actually. <laughs> Oh, maybe. I don't know. I thought the first dragon that died was so sad. It was 
sad in a, in ways, but not as like heartbreaking or I don't know. Yeah. It's, weird. it's weird. But anyways, and also it was so abrupt in the scene that it's like. But that's what was shocking about it was that it was just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like I was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? It's like a dream sequence. You know? Yeah. um yeah so they get ambushed um there's an interesting like one shot of Tyrion kind of running around the deck of the ship as it's exploding Mm -hmm. and then he Mm -hmm. jumps into the water yeah um and yeah so i mean it's it all comes down to the scorpions right these giant like ballistas that they create yeah and uh yeah kyburn that God, talk about someone that's really made a place for a name for himself in the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, truly the Steve Bannon of Westeros. Yeah, here. he really is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we should have seen this coming, right? Because when the first one didn't totally work and he was like, oh, like, well, let's make more. And now they're bigger, stronger, and they have tons of them, which makes sense because quite a bit of time has passed. Like, of course, they're going to make those. Yeah. Um, that shot was just nuts, though. Yeah. What, are you talking about the one on the wall when they're at the walls? Or No, I mean the shot on fucking oh, on the Rhaegal. Sh- on the sh- yeah, the shot on the Rhaegal was crazy. Really accurate for some reason. Though I think, okay, like I that I'm willing to forgive a little bit because, you know, the Ironborn are sort of legendary archers and marksmen. So it's yeah. like that I can see making sense. But on the flip side... He's so, on a moving ship with like a thing they've never really used in several moments later. They miss target. Drogon, so it's like kind yeah. of they undercut themselves with the own scene. with tons of them. Yeah, uh, I gotta say though, this is sort of like Westeros almost getting like guns, like the power that these things have is immense because they just use them to t- you know, it's like when they have ship fights, they don't have cannons yet, no. so the ship fights are still like archery and then swinging onto the other ship or trying to ram them which is like way more cool and brutal. Yeah. But now it's they basically have cannons now cuz they just sunk. Yeah, they all can they can ships. blast them to bits yeah. and, and pieces like that, which yeah, it's it's like having having these scorpions is like having a mix between a cannon and an like sort of an anti-aircraft like an artillery gun right. in a way. Um so it's it's yeah, it's kind of like you said, it's like having a gun basically, having yeah, powerful things. Which then, when you get to the next scene, and there's basically no Unsullied left, like, you find out Masande was taken, uh, that's yeah. when Jamie's like, I'm gonna leave, and then you get that whole awful scene with Brienne. <laughs> we finally see, there's no fucking Unsullied, there's, there looks like there's like 30 of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, when they're standing there's outside Danny, the gates. They're just King's standing Landing. in front of the castle with Drogon in the back, and it's just armed to the fucking, like, teeth with scorpions and archers. Why is Cersei just not eliminating them immediately? Like, I don't know how they could possibly survive. Yeah, she could totally red wedding this parlay situation. Right. And no one would care. Correct. Like, she clearly doesn't care about her people. And it doesn't seem like the people really care all that much about her brutality. Because, right. like, she blew up the Sept and all the royal people in there. And, you know, King's Landing didn't rebel against that. Um, right. I think they've kind of made it. It's like, they're like Trump voters. They're like, they've made a peace with whatever chaos is going on and they're just going to be like well whatever it's like but the economy's now, good so now's the shitty thing because obviously you have those scenes between Tyrion and Varys who why was he why would he tell the master of whispers of all people <laughs> i think this is going to so yeah so there's Varys is very interesting in this episode 
and finally finally he's not just standing around and they are setting up his demise i think yes because very, he's gonna try and kill danny or something he's gonna do something and he's gonna get killed for it because yeah we know he's going to die we just don't know how but we know whatever he's gonna when. do it's gonna be to protect the realm yes and i think he's going to fail doing so i think and then that's going to show they're going to use that moment to show danny's sort of chain descent into brutality and right madness if danny had done what she wanted to do and just take the red keep when she got to westeros everything would be better they'd have three dragons still because no one would have had to venture north to prove to cersei who never even helped them in the first place like it just would have been done yeah the whole thing would have been over there wouldn't be all these scorpions no one would have ever even known about the fucking scorpion dragons would be alive the uh, wall wouldn't have come down yet so if they did if the walkers could have figured out how to bring the wall down like by the time they did they could have just armed the walls to the fucking teeth with dragon like they could have put up a much better fight way more people would be alive and only some people in the red keep would die now everyone's in the red keep there's only like everyone's fucking going down I think a lot of people are going to die. And I blame Tyrion for it because he's the one who gave Danny all of this advice. Tyrion. He kept trying John, to put off. Varys, all of them are just. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, it's. No, but Tyrion kept trying to put off Cersei's uh, uh, Danny's plan of just going and taking Cersei out. Yeah. no, Because he's yeah. trying to figure out how to save Cersei and Jaime somehow. Like, yeah. that's basically what he's been doing. He's been trying to save them. And as he's done it, it's just cost more and more lives. Yeah, because it's basically, you know, he's he's also trying to prevent Danny from looking like, you know, this big destructive. But there's no way to fucking do that. I without, know. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's the thing. He's so stupid. <laughs> uh, um, Which is why I can't wait for him to get killed. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I guess next week we're going to get a big battle. This is going to be a bigger battle. I'm, I'm Well, it's in broad daylight, so it can't be. It's going to be pretty visually yeah. pretty spectacular i hope so yeah i think we're gonna see drogon i think we're gonna see something insane happen with the dragon that we've never seen before uh like remember when she's in the fighting pit marine and he just explodes out of thin air it makes like a sonic boom and he comes in like a fireball yeah i think we're gonna see shit like that just drogon is much bigger and stronger than the other dragons were i think he's gonna go absolutely nuts and it's gonna be cool as hell yeah but i think danny's gonna say fuck it and she's just gonna blast through that red keep she's gonna kill all those people cersei and jamie are gonna go down i think euron's gonna get roasted yeah i'm assuming yara's gotta show up yeah right like yara will show up and the northmen will show up because there's not enough people to fight for a big battle without them correct so they'll they'll come in That'll be the big fight. You think... They'll fight Euron's men. Danny will go after the Lannisters. Yeah. Um, what what a, what a percentage chance do you see the Dario and the Second Son showing up? Darna Harris? No, none. 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 Not even not even like one to five percent chance. No. Okay. No, they got a rule marine. All right. I just I'm just thinking of what other I don't know. I'm I think she's gonna I think before the series ends, I think she's gonna return to Essos who danny because like so there's a whole um thing about like rising the sunrise in the west and lands in the east and then she can have a baby and everyone thought it would be her and john having a baby because yeah. it's like the sun spear the people from the south dorn they were the ones who actually brought danny with the Greyjoys back to the west road but that's not what it is i actually think that it's the sun being her dragon mm. will rise she'll she'll fly back 
to the because like she that like that whole scene in, in in Winterfell was all about her just realizing like these people don't care about you like you're not liberating them yeah. like they're not your people you know who her people is the continent that's like three times bigger than Westeros where like everyone loves her just go back and rule fucking Essos yeah it's where she cut her teeth on her first album you know it's like yeah go go back to what you were good at. <laughs> Let John or one of the Starks rule Westeros and you go back to Essos. Yeah. Go back to your boy Dario. That makes sense. But probably not what we're going to get, though. No, she's probably going to get killed. Yeah. Because <laughs> the show hates yeah. women. <laughs> yeah. So. The show hates animals and it hates women. <laughs> yes, it does. Um. All right. Well, I think Let's that wraps up our discussion of, is it The Last of the Starks? Yeah. The episode four. Um. Yeah, look forward to episode five. Hopefully, we'll get some cool battle stuff, some more yeah. character moments, and uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's that's all my comments. Anything else else from you? Vala uh, Morgulis. The quote to end on is what is Masande's last words, which were Dracaris. <laughs> <laughs>